Welcome back to our Thursday episode of the Upper Room Family Podcast. Uh, this is David. I just want to thank you all right now as I'm recording this. We are almost at a total of a thousand listens and downloads on the podcast, which I am just blown away by. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, for those of you who are subscribed, I just really appreciate it. Uh, and please continue to share and like these uh, episodes. If you're receiving a benefit from it, please let us know. Uh, let me know. You can email me at familyupperroom at gmail.com. And also, uh, be sure to share it. Um, I really want to... Um, expand this mission beyond just a podcast so if you have a men's ministry women's ministry if you have a family conference coming up something like that i would love to know about it attend it uh shoot if you even want to um have me uh, speak at it i would love to begin more public speaking and uh just have a uh, be able to serve more communities in that way. So if you're planning something or you think that uh, I could add some value to something like that, please uh, don't hesitate. Uh, reach out and let me know. We've got a really uh, exciting couple of episodes coming up. I don't want to give away too much, uh, but I did have the opportunity to interview Dr. Mark Hamby. Uh, he is the uh, founder of Lamplighter, uh, Lamplighter Publications, Lamplighter Ministries. Uh, if you listen to Family Life Network, he um, is the he and his wife are the producers of Lamplighter Theater, which uh, has a radio spot on our local Family Life Network channel. Really great interview. Uh, it was really dynamic. I've got to start doing more of those. Uh, so that is coming out on Monday. That is one that you for sure are not going to want to miss. And coming up, um, Julie and I are attending a family legacy conference uh, that a cousin of mine, his church is, is hosting. So I'm going to be doing an update there. Uh, we've got some other um, episodes coming up with the, the guys and I sit down. Uh, we're going to do some Bible studies. We are going to talk about some upcoming topics uh, that have been uh, listener recommended. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, education will be one of those. And finally, I think I have convinced my grandma and grandpa uh, doing to uh, record some episodes with Julie and I talking about their marriage, uh, their life. They're both uh, advanced in years, been married for, uh, I think, 65, almost 70 years, which is just phenomenal. So a lot of wisdom to share. I think those will be really, really fun. For Thursday's episode this week, I wanted to focus in on something that our Trail Life boys are going through, which is uh, the book of Titus. So if you are just listening uh, online uh, or from your phone in your car, uh, that's great. I'm going to read the text. If you want to grab your Bible and follow along, if you're in a position to do that, that would be great as well. So we're talking about Paul's letter to Titus and uh, a couple of verses specifically in Titus chapter 1 verses 6 through 9. Uh, so I'll read them here and then we'll discuss what the boys and I uh, started to discuss this evening. It uh, starts off, if anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach, 
He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. These young men that we have the opportunity of discipling um, every week with Trail Life is just such a great opportunity. And I always want to encourage you, if you're not discipling someone, um, man or or, or woman, right? If you're not discipling uh, someone younger than you, start doing it. Uh, you will learn so much about yourself. Uh, you will gain a great, greater appreciation for what they are going through. These boys really open up and they share a lot of great wisdom. So as we were talking this evening, what really stuck out to my group today, and these are boys that are uh, 12 to uh, 15 or 16, was Chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 7, for an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. Uh, we spent a little bit of time talking about what above reproach means, uh, but Paul clearly just tells us, right? It must be above re- uh, reproach. Uh, he must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. And starts going through a list, right, which is just a great list to... to uh, Um, aspire to right Uh, he must not be arrogant or quick-tempered a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain Uh, you know greedy for gain I think in this world right I mean even something as simple as trying to keep up with the Joneses right that phrase Uh, trying to uh, you know it's just never being content never practicing that godliness with contentment um, or contentment with godliness is great gain Uh, just always striving for more always trying to uh, achieve more from a sense of greed right from from the foundation of that being your motivating factor of just uh, just acquiring to acquire because you can Um, you know being greedy for gain uh, a lot of these young boys are starting to uh, possibly work or um, my own son in the group has a, a landscape and, and lawn mowing. And so we talked a little bit about when you are bidding out those lawn mowing jobs, are you seeing what the maximum amount is you can charge or are you charging a fair price? Um, and then I, I just like verse 8 where we spent. So so we he starts out by telling us what not to be, not be arrogant, not be quick-tempered, a drunkard, violent, or greedy for gain. But verse 8, what should we be then but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined? When we look at uh, my own teenage years, I know for sure, um, I probably wasn't always the most hospitable. (laughs) Um, I certainly was uh, a lover of good things as long as it served me. Uh, So I think that's, um, you know, bordering into a very selfish (laughs) lover of good. Uh, So I I really believe that if you're truly a lover of good, if it's uh, something that's good for someone else, uh, just think about in the workplace, oftentimes you'll see someone else get a promotion or someone else get a pay raise and they're they're rejoicing and how easy it is to say, well, I got passed up for that promotion. Why didn't I get uh, that job? How come I didn't get this uh 
you know, this opportunity that's come across? How come I'm not getting recognized? Instead of just rejoicing for someone who has received a good thing, right? Uh, that's a good thing. I should love that. I should love what is good. Um, having self-control. Uh, for young men, uh, whether you're inside the church or outside the church, self-control of your, your emotions uh, as these boys are entering a, a very... Um, tender age of puberty where they are becoming a man there's going to be so much uh, self-control um, or lack of self-control um, specifically as they're um, you know just angry at things uh, they may lash out right learning how to control those emotions um, control their their physical emotions of their body um, you know there there was going to be plenty of opportunities for them to uh, get into pornography or lusts after the flesh and having that self-controlled spirit being able to control the flesh and take those thoughts captive making them obedient to Christ is is so important at these tender ages and bringing that into the light having those older men who you can lean on who can you can learn from who you can uh, express what you're feeling, what you're struggling with, so that you can walk through that. You're 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 walking through the valley of the shadow of death, right? We're not putting up camp in the valley. <laughs> We're not just gonna uh, pitch our tent and say, "Well, this is where I'm at. This is my life, and I'm gonna be in this this valley of despair." Uh, no, we're we're walking through that, and we're told that. Uh, his rod and his staff comfort us, right? So we're not walking through this alone. We have others around us to walk through it with us. Uh, so lovers of good, self-controlled, upright and holy, and disciplined. It can be, I just think back on my own life, I was not disciplined. Um, you know, there's going to be, I'm going to have the opportunity to speak to uh, some new graduates here who are at the top of their class coming up in our in our area. And as I've been thinking about what I want to say to them, um, you know, this idea of being disciplined, I... Uh, you know, in high school, I was not disciplined in all areas. Uh, school was fairly easy for me to skate by. Uh, I was a lover of mediocrity. I wasn't really a lover of excellence or uh, certainly didn't apply myself to the fullest of my capabilities. So I would not have been at a uh, top honors type of banquet. However, once I got off to college and I had some more skin in the game, uh, where I was paying for that, there was an expectation that I would be successful, that I would do well in school, that I would become a physical therapist. Um, I disciplined myself very much. Uh, I was always in the library. I treated my schooling as a eight to five type of job. Whether or not I had class or not, I was up at 6.30. I was uh, getting ready for the day, went and got breakfast. Uh, I was there when the library first opened. I would study, go to class, go back to the library, study, go to class. And if I didn't have um, classes at the end of the day, I was normally done by five and had my evenings to work out, to hang out with friends, uh, and go to bed at a very reasonable time. In those times where there's been that discipline, that self-control, um, you know, is really where you can excel. So I just want to encourage you, if you are not disciplined with your time, disciplined with your, your diet, your exercise, those uh, areas, uh, you can really, you have full control over your, your level of discipline. 
um, you know, disciplining yourself in the word, right? Uh, how often are you getting into scripture? Are you, um, getting to the end of your day and saying, oh, wow, I haven't really uh, made time for God yet? Or are you building up to a level of maturity to where scripture and getting into God's word is the top priority for you? Um, you know, my wife, I, I aspire to be so much more like her in that area. She has a timer to tell her your Bible time is, is done. <laughs> There's other things to do during the day, but it's, it's because she just uh, loves absorbing God's word, uh, making those practical applications to her life, growing in the maturity of her faith. And that is the primary uh, passion for her. So it's very hard to take a look and be disciplined in other areas that are less fun <laughs> that are you know the mundane aspects of life oh yeah I have to actually cook breakfast I have to actually uh, get some kids ready and, and do their homeschooling etc uh, and then verse 9 he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it my prayer is that these trail life boys, anyone that I have the opportunity to disciple or to speak with, those of you who are listening here, that this would be sound instruction, that you would uh, hold firm to the trustworthy word of God as taught in scripture, and that through that and through the pursuit of knowing God, through the pursuit of dedicating yourself to his word through the scriptures that we have been given, directly from God, that we would be able to, in this day and age, rebuke those who contradict it. There is a need for boldness in the church right now. There's a need for boldness uh, in myself. I'm speaking to myself as I record this, that we need to be able to stand firm in our faith, to not waver, and to be prepared through our knowledge of the trustworthy word of God to be able to give instruction to those with sound doctrine, but to also be bold and be able to rebuke those who contradict it. There's no shortage of opportunities to contradict uh, or to rebuke those who contradict it. Now, I'm not saying that we uh, need to get out our sword of the spirit, our, our philosophical sword here that is a powerful weapon uh, to, to wield, without also having the shield of, of faith up as well. So, you know, we don't need to go after everyone with the sword of the Spirit and slash them down. There will be opportunities for that, um, but we know that, that Jesus will have the final judgment and say on that. But we do need to stand firm and rebuke and not give ground to um, any doctrine that is not sound. Um, so those who are contradicting it, we need to rebuke that, and we need to rebuke it in love with a lot of truth uh, behind that. And I think that is the difficult spot that we as Christians find ourselves, is how do I rebuke someone when they say, well, I thought you Christians are supposed to love us. Well, loving you, as I tell my children, loving you sometimes is disciplining you. And uh, it may not feel good in the moment, but it will produce a harvest of righteousness, uh, is what uh, Proverbs says. So I was just really encouraged by the conversations that we had this evening. 
uh, with some young men who are uh, thinking critically about Scripture. As we read this, they had some great insight into what this means for them, how they can take this back to their families, even as a, a young boy, how they can practice servant leadership within their homes uh, and within uh, trail life with a community of, of younger boys that are looking up to them as leaders. And I'm just encouraged. If the next generation looks like uh, anything like our Trail Life uh, USA group, these young men that I have the opportunity to mentor and to lead, uh, we're going to be in great shape. And the Lord is going to be honored. So thanks for listening to some of my musings and uh, some of my thoughts here uh, from Paul's letter uh, to Titus. Uh, read the entire um book of Titus this week. It's only three chapters. It will not take you very long. And uh, there's a lot of great wisdom and instruction there. So that's my, my challenge to you is to read the book of Titus here this week. And you will not want to miss uh, Monday's uh, interview with Dr. Mark Hamby. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, keep uh, pursuing God's design for your family, uh, specifically around um, you know, discipleship, find someone that you can disciple, find someone that you can uh, speak these words to, to help them understand what it means to be hospitable, to be a lover of good, to be self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined, and holding firm uh, to the trustworthy word of God, being firm and being bold enough to then rebuke those who may contradict it. May you be blessed the rest of this week. I hope you have a great Sabbath, and we'll talk to you on the next episode on Monday. Thank you.